This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 The Ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovic. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach here on 93.7 The Ticket, the water cooler talk portion of the show brought to you by Coligan Water. Every day from 3 to 4, we have the ticket water cooler portion of On the Block. And it is, like I said, brought to you by Coligan Water, the official water cooler of 93.7 The Ticket. We use, we've used their water for seven years, so call them today to get your own water cooler for your office uh, or even at home, 402-251-2309, or go online to ColiganLincoln.com. Joined, as always, uh, as for now, we're, we're kind of exploring some options here on the Ticket Water Cooler. I'll, I'll try to get a few more people in, but uh, for as, as we ease into it, I think this is week three of the show uh and so we're we're just gonna start with myself and big sky for the most part big sky how you doing today i'm doing well I, I, there was a maple donut in this box and a maple donut is my favorite kind of donut so i was stunned that that was uh left there after people got to pick through it today <laughs> that's right so I, I you know i'm walking on cloud nine i made some spaghetti if anyone knows me spaghetti is my favorite food so I'm just I'm I'm eating well today. That's very easy to make. Do you do anything special with your spaghetti? Yeah, so I, I'll make Italian sausage with it. Um, I'm not gonna buy like canned meat sauce. That's wrong. You need to make your own meat. Uh, so do a little Italian sausage, and then I also mix Alfredo sauce and regular red sauce huh. uh, or tomato basil sauce uh, to make a pink sauce, which I was uh, I learned of from the former pole vault coach in Nebraska, T.J. Pierce. Yeah, I've never heard of that. That actually doesn't sound it's too bad. Incredibly good. I, and and then when I go to like a high V where you can get a custom pizza, I'll ask him to do both on the pizza as well. And it's actually an excellent pizza sauce as well. Are they surprised by by your request? I just ask him if they can, and they're like, yeah. And then they think about it, like that sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. You're you're enlightening people today with your spaghetti. Usually, there's not much. Uh, there's not much in between, you know, a special recipe. I mean, it's just kind of meat it's sauce. Not re- it's meat. not revolutionary. This is it, <laughs> know, it's called pink sauce. It, it, you can find <laughs> recipes for it online. I just I think it's really good. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I might have to try it. I, I just go with the typical uh, dumping. I mean, it's easy to do yeah. if, if you just follow the the basic directions. So, but it's always good. Spaghetti's always delicious. What's the the maple dern- donut? Uh, which one was that? There's like three of them left. Last time I checked, uh, it was. Uh, it looked like a glazed donut. I didn't realize it was maple until I picked it up. But it's just like, uh, it's like a tan colored frosting. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you ate it up pretty quickly before the oh, yeah. before the show started. <laughs> well, I after I, when I found out there were donuts, I got excited. I was like, "Well, they've probably been there for a while, so all the good ones are probably gone. I'm probably gonna get stuck with some garbage jelly filled." And I opened it up, and there was there was what appeared to be a glazed donut. So I was like, "This is already great." And then I made sure to go grab it before anyone else could. Yeah, you never know. On Fridays, usually, it, it, I think they come in for early break. Um, some donuts are brought in. And oh, that was that. I, I did that. You did that. Is yeah. that no longer a thing then? I don't. It's not as regular as it was when I did it. I did it every Friday. Yeah, they um, got used to it. 
but yeah, so somebody must have brought in donuts. So if it was a listener and you're currently listening, thank you for bringing in donuts. Yeah, that happens from time to time as well. I I uh I usually can't avoid if there's something around the office, eventually eating it or trying uh, a portion of it. Uh, it used to be kind of funny here. Years ago, there was somebody that worked here that would always eat half of a donut and put it back, and we didn't know who it was. It was sip. But we knew. We kind of knew. It was that Sip would do that it was, as well? It's, it's Sip. <laughs> it's Sip that does that. Well, you know what? Donuts are, are very tasty, but they're not the healthiest in the world. So if you're kind of watching your diet, maybe just half a donut, you win on both sides. If Sorensen's still here, he can attest to it. But Sip won't like grab a knife or anything to do half the donut. He'll yeah. just grab it and rip it in half. Sure. And then put the other half in Gross. but he touched it <laughs> yeah nobody wants nobody's gonna eat yeah and, then, and that. that one just sits there for the rest of the day it's like you just eat the entire donut if you're gonna do it or grab a knife and make a clean cut even then i don't know if i'd grab half a donut either way i mean if, if you've ever been to church and some old sweet old lady brings in donuts for uh after after service fellowship and they cut it they always cut them in half because you got to make those donuts last so you just get used to it at that point yeah, and then you just go back up for seconds to go get the second half of your donut. Church donuts also sound like the the era of COVID has kind of changed the way that we view things, right? Like I, I saw a thread on this the other day. Uh, is like, do you do you get uncomfortable if you just see even a scene with like like ten people jammed in an elevator without masks on? Or are you like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't get uncomfortable by it. I, I don't know. I, I haven't had COVID, so I've never. Right. Exper- I haven't experienced it, so maybe I just need to have COVID really bad. Like my girlfriend has it right now, and she's not having a. Uh, she's she's fine. She's not dying or anything. Right. But she she is speaking Sick. to how terrible it is, <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't sound like anything I'd want to have. Yeah, it's just, it's just weird though. Now that I think about like sharing, and I've always been kind of, uh, I I guess knowledgeable and are just kind of acknowledging germs. I suppose I, I usually use the my shirt to kind of like open doors and especially bathrooms. I don't want to touch anything in there. Um, but uh, like. Like <laughs> just like free for alls. Like I wonder if it even like um, buffets are gonna come back. I know there there's not too many. Most of them are shutting down around Lincoln. Um, okay. But just in general, if they will make their way back after we get through this whole thing. Buffets were already kind of gross. What I'll be interested <laughs> to see is if salad bars make yeah. a return. Because buffets those should have been gone a long time ago. Salad bar, those are good. Yeah, but then even the like the buffets when I and I've been to restaurants that have had buffets. I guess just just needing, just like wanting that food, wanting to experience it one more time, and then you know, currently you just kind of have to ask them. Usually at most most restaurants, you just there's somebody behind the counter that'll like dish it up for you, but they don't get the right amount, they don't get the scoop you wanted. You know, it's not the same. Uh, is the buffet is the Valentino's Grand Buffet open? I think that that place closed. No, <laughs> that's a, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm more of a. Just order a normal Valentino's pizza guy now, but when we used to come for Husker games when I lived in Montana, it was got to go to the buffet. Oh, absolutely! The, the Valentino's it goes hand in hand with Husker football, along with Runza, right? You, you got at least no, no, no not Runza. No. Okay, just Valentino's. No, <laughs> not a Runza guy. Not a Runza guy. Not a big Runza guy. Looks You're, like Nick's got something to say here. Maybe he's a Runza guy. He might be a Runza guy, more maybe a Valentino's. So. Guy. Are you okay? okay. He's, he's, it's okay. My, he's the, okay. The sound is popping in my ears. A um, little bit of breaking news from Husker football. Okay. Sorry to sorry to burst oh, on yeah, the Yeah, we were talking bubble, about guys. very important stuff here. Um, Wyndon Hohuli, a linebacker, after one season at Nebraska, has entered the transfer portal. He has uh, four years of eligibility remaining. I, I kind of mentioned this, and I'll get off here. Nebraska had 18 scholarship linebackers, so <laughs> yeah. you expected some attrition, and they're they're now seven over the limit. Um, as of right now. So they have 92 scholarship guys. 
and they need to have it down by 85 by the start of the season, right? So you can expect some attrition, but Wendon Hohuli's the is there some guy uh, is there some flexibility with that because of the COVID? Because I, I know the like the, the when you bring it in a class, it's like 25 mm-hmm. the the typical 25 plus some additional spots just because of all this inf- you know flux that we're kind of going. Through. I honestly I don't think there is anymore. Not not right now. Um, I think they're that past that part of the the part of having flexibility and stuff with the with the scholarship numbers i could be wrong but either way i mean that's still a lot of scholar or linebackers to have on scholarship so you had yeah. a, i mean nine outside nine inside and so you kind of uh, imagined that there was going to be some attrition yeah. so winden holy uh nebraska's highest rated recruit i believe in last year's class yeah, is four, now in the portal four star got him right before uh or late signing day so just yeah. wanted to make sure you guys uh touched on that here. yeah thanks for letting us know and, and apparently you know a little bit about him was he uh did he play at all, or did he have any? I, I believe he would have been a scout a, team, maybe been a redshirt yeah. uh, freshman going into next yeah, season. I didn't, I didn't realize, but uh, yeah, four star. You, you said you weren't a draft uh, or a recruit Nick kind of guy anymore. Not but, anymore. Yeah, I've kind of yeah, faded away. He was a huge get late in the uh, recruiting cycle last uh, last season. Uh, really helped boost the class rating a little bit, and so that's going to be a tough loss. But it continues the trend of Nebraska losing their best recruit in, in the class <laughs> in uh, the Scott Frost era. So uh, yeah. we should have expected it, honestly. But that's unfortunate. The young guy with a lot of eligibility, as Nick mentioned, not really the guy you want to lose. Yeah, but, I mean, like you said, I mean, they're, they're kind of over the number, and you expect this attrition, especially in, in modern college football, and especially if they're over um, the scholarship limit. Now, we'll see a lot of it is, you know, once you get the spring ball, guys kind of figure out where they are positioning themselves, especially with the new staff. Um, might give some of those younger guys or just guys that have kind of been out of rotation um, new life and, and new hope, uh, and then they'll go through spring and see what they what they can go through there. Um, still, I think you feel pretty good about the linebacker position. Um, probably the strength of the defense uh, as far as maybe the strength of the team. Maybe wide receivers you could argue as well, um, but uh, you know, I, I know Will Honus was another loss uh, this past week, and, and people were expecting him to kind of fortify some help behind the depth you have there with Luke Reimer and Nick Henrich. Um, but I, th- I think you're still pretty solid as long as you have those those four starters stay. You kind of need those rotation pieces to get in there. Um, so I guess, yeah, if you're a recruiting guy um, and you had high hopes for, for him, then maybe this hurts. Otherwise, uh, I, I don't think this necessarily is going to affect the win-loss column too much. But uh, it is it is interesting. It, it just – it's. It's kind of it's kind of a who who's going to be next, right? Because you know there's a few guys going to leave. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's uh, it's not really it, it doesn't affect maybe this season, but he could have he would have been a nice piece to have down the road, and so that's that's why you're disappointed to lose him. I'm not saying oh this is going to be this is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back yeah. on, the, on the firing of Frost in year five, but certainly if they were to retain Frost and or if you could have held him on the roster through a coaching change, that's a guy that had good good measurables, looked good on tape out of coming out of high school, and a guy that you would have hoped to, could have developed into a real high-level starter for the Huskers going down down the road. So that's probably why I'm more disappointed. I'm not saying it's going to have huge impact on the returns for this next season, but down the road it could. Yeah, but nowadays, if you lose a freshman, eh, you'll get somebody else out of the portal. It's not a big deal. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> We shouldn't. You, you, you shouldn't ever be too reliant on the portal. You should never be too reliant on the portal, and you should never pretend like somebody your highest rated recruit from a class leaving is an okay thing to have happen. Yeah, it's it's not the best thing, but it's it, I. It's not a world ender, but it's not. Uh, it's not good. 
I honestly, am, and maybe I'm just not too plugged into the recruiting cycle of past years, um, but I, I kind of forgot about him. So I don't know. It just doesn't feel like the like it's crashing down on me. But if you like you said, if you're a recruiting guy and you stick to those things, I'm used to four stars leaving left and right and not impacting Nebraska. Maybe that's the problem is that we're just too used to it. Nebraska is actually incredibly proficient at having their number one linebacker in a class transfer out because this is two years in a row now. Wyndon Hohuli, this uh, in the last class and the class before that, Keyshawn Green, the uh, linebacker who ran a four four eight and was going to play a big role on special teams uh, according to everything the coaches were saying leading up to the COVID season and then transfers out in August once the Big Ten goes uh, no football. I think he ended up at Florida Atlantic, Yeah, oddly enough. but Well, that's the other thing. A lot of these guys that have transferred out have, have gone transferred down, and I don't know if that will be the case again. Well, usually but... usually with at least with Green and, and uh, Henry Gray, they wanted to go closer to home, mm-hmm. and it's hard to go to a Florida or a Florida State because those are schools that recruit at a high level and they fill up their scholarships quickly with talented players. So you can't really decide late in the game, like in August, to leave a program. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because you have to kind of factor that in, especially the timing of it is um, because you only get the one – you get the one free pass, right, to transfer. But then if, if you, you can't just transfer all over the place, you'll have to sit out another year um, if, if, you, uh, if you transfer once more. So it's kind of just interesting, the decisions that are made, when they're made. Um, but uh, it, it, I, I feel like this is just going to go all offseason. Maybe it's still, you know, it's still January, so maybe there's still some movement here. But I, I feel like with the portal, there's no, like, date uh, when it closes or when people can leave. So I just feel like all offseason we need to get used to, oh, here's a guy that left, and then a few weeks later, well, they replaced him with this guy. Or, you know, in this case, they, they already have too many scholarships, so it's like, all right, a few guys are going to have to leave. And then once they get down below that, they'll add some more. It, it, it's crazy. It's it's new era of college football, I believe. And um, it, it, it's, it's kind of fun. Um, it, and then there's just like, you're going to be stuck. It, it, it's, it was easier in past years to look where those guys went, kind of look around their career and stuff. Now there's just going to be so many names, I believe kind of in and out of the program, um, that it might be harder to catch up to that stuff. We did get a wrong number text as well. Somebody wishing their darling, a happy birthday with a hard eyes. Uh, that's not a bit emoji. What is that? Like the apple, the apple caricature <laughs> emoji. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Whoever said happy birthday, darling, your text did not get to the darling. So you you might want to uh, send that again. Yeah, I don't know if they're if they're listening, if they texted in. I'm not sure. But we always like um, some extra love. I mean, that's nice. <laughs> I haven't been called darling on the text line before. Uh, so that's nice, too. Uh, we will take a quick break. When we come back here on the Ticket Water Cooler, sponsored by Culligan, uh, we'll, we'll jump into a little bit of... Uh, my slogan for this offseason, which we've been talking about a lot about the water cooler talk um, on the water cooler talk, I should say, about Kool-Aid. And, and are, are you going to chug the Kool-Aid? I've come up with a, a nice offseason slogan. If you listen to Tom and Bach, our slogan uh, between, you know, as the year progressed was just get to five when it was obvious that they weren't going to get to six wins. And they still only, obviously, only got to three. So even that slogan didn't work. But my ticket, or my my off-season slogan, you can catch that uh, when we come around the break here on 93.7 The Ticket. 